talk about being busy as though it's something that happened to them. Oh, I'm so busy. Can't. I have things to do, places to go, people to meet. But being busy is a choice. Hello humans, welcome to the M Word, the Manx Sports Podcast, brought to you by Morton, that's me, and Matt, that's him. Welcome back Matthew, how are you? I'm very well, and yourself? Very good, very good. Quick question, Okay. and I'll ask Lindsay who's kindly joined us today, has anyone seen The Stranger on Netflix? Yes. Alright, just don't tell me the end, have you seen okay. it all? Yes. Alright, oh, I haven't finished watching it, I was watching like four episodes last night, it was... Very good. Very hooked. No, I haven't seen no. that. No. Yeah. No, time, no time for TV, I'd imagine, as we'll soon find <laughs> out in the next, no, it's, uh, next bit well of Well worth for any listeners. I've really enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, right. good watch. Yeah, yeah. It's been recommended to me. Uh, quick uh, shout out to our sponsors, Billboards, Digital Advertising. Again, I keep repeating myself, but hopefully you'll remember. They've got Digital Advertising down on the C-Terminal in town and many other places if you want to get your brand out there. Digital advertising, it's the future of advertising. So get in touch with the lads down there. It's billboards.im. They'll definitely be able to help you out and uh, get your brand on the or spread around on the Isle of Man. So, Matt, you won't have recognised, so I'm not going to ask you the intro there. That was a, a, bit, a bit of audio from a TED talk by uh, Sarah or Sarah Cameron, and she just talks about balance in, in a busy life, which is quite relevant as we chat to uh, Lindsay today. You'll see that she's balances that extremely well very dedicated to suppose the three principal things we'll talk about today being the family uh, uh, work and uh, sport as well so welcome Lindsay thank you thanks for, for the taking thank no you. pleasure thanks for coming in so the first question we ask everyone is you come over are you Manx Manx Banks or Manx as the hills um, well I moved over early teens okay so come yeah. over come over, over I guess. yeah yeah <laughs> just come over stay, yeah yeah no that's fine we don't mind coming over here <laughs> So early days, obviously weren't on the Arman. Where were you? Where were? Did you initially get born? Um, Northwest moved around quite a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, Blackpool, Wigan, Southport, Manchester, and then um, moved over early teens to the Isle of Man. Right. Um, plan was to stay for two years, and then we stayed. Oh, right. well, was <laughs> stayed that your for a long time. that your jobs for your parents that brought you here? Or yeah, it was your parents? My dad, he was he was uh, working for, for for bank, so they moved right. around quite a bit, and that was ah, the sort right, of okay. plan. So yeah, lo- lots of moving when I was younger. Uh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know your parents, or certainly your father, was quite a good sports person. Yeah, Tell that's right. Yeah, him. earliest sports memories were right. um, at the track. He was an international steeple chaser okay. um, for Great Britain. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, what was his name then? Peter oh, Morris. Okay. Peter Morris. So yeah, very good steeple chaser. Um, so most of my earliest memories were were yeah w- watching races and um, uh, being involved with all that, and uh, and then later he went on to marathon running. So right. yeah, so it's sports been. In, so would you as a family go around with him when he's yeah. competing in different areas? We did, yes, right. yeah. So we went to the races, right? Um, and a lot of the social life was kind of based around those the, the people that he was racing with and everything. So um, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of a lot of um, the young, youngest memories really. Right. And GB, that's is that race? Do you end up for, or was he then racing around around the world for GB, or was it UK focused or? I'd, I guess this will be yeah. what eighties. Uh, this was seventies. Steeplechasing right. was seventies, right. and I was born in nineteen seventy-five. Okay. So that was yeah. Um, Steeplechasing was seventies, um, and then by the eighties he would be. Uh, he was he was marathon running. Okay. Why so, did he switch particularly? Sick of jumping. 
Um, <laughs> I think, just scared of water suddenly. I think injuries really. Oh, right. um, and, uh, yeah, I think it got to a stage where it was it was time to to try something else, right. and, and also it was elite elite racing. Yeah. So um, I think age comes into it as well. So right, you know, right. the, the, the younger models come along. How um, uh, how far is it? Because steeplechasing is a set distance, I think, isn't it? on the track. Steeplechasing is it? Yeah, three three thousand. Steeplechasing is that what it's called? His, yeah, um, was, was his event. How, how many yeah, miles? Three thousand. Three thousand. Right. Okay. And yeah. that is the one with the jumps in the water and jumping right. over the water. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. And did he yeah. compete in any bigger? Obviously, he represented GB. Did he? Did he go to Commonwealth? Was he any of? Was he of any of those opportunities um, that, he, that you recall? Uh, w- there, there were, I think, sort of three A's, World Championships. Right. Kind of okay. Thing. Right. So yeah. Definitely yeah, a high level. Then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. So that's the sport and pedigree yes. genes <laughs> genes within you. Yeah. So, so then you come to the Island of Man at forty, or when did you say early teens? Yeah, I was early. Teens what sports were you doing at this stage? Um, well, we'd st- I'd started swimming. Both my sister and I were swimmers. We were okay. swimming when we were in Wigan, and then we moved to Southport. And we were swimming there as well, okay. and so we moved to the Isle of Man. So we were quite established swimmers at that stage. So I started swimming for the island, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was great because whenever we would have moved around, you know, it was great that we always had that that sport to fall back into and um, and meet new people wherever we were. And which strokes we all. Forte. Breaststroke was, was my um, main event, um, and um, yeah, I, th- I think that was uh, sort of hundred meters, two hundred meters breaststroke. Oh. Yeah, I think you're either a, you're a, you're the breaststroker or you're not really. So. Oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at like, or when when I see someone like Phelps, for example, I, I don't mm. know a lot of swimmers, but he seemed to do a lot of different strokes. Is yeah. that right? Is that yeah. just because he's so elite? Absolutely, and I right. think he's uh, he's got fantastic lung capacity and yeah, yeah. Um, size twenty eight feet, uh, huge ridiculous. feet, huge hands, yeah, 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 and right. um, yeah, he's he's he's, he's uh, freak of nature. I, I don't think there's many people like that. Yeah, right. So typically, people will focus on particular types of strokes when yes. it comes to swimming. Yeah, that's right. And then distance, I assume as well. It's kind of you might do, I'm guessing, but a hundred to up to. 400 and then then you go into kind of an endurance swimmer mode i guess yeah it would normally be 50 100 200 and right. then and then there's there are some longer distances as well right okay. um but that's yeah that's that's where it's sort of completely different event and what first you got first got you into the pool for just swimming in general was that oh. just your folks taking you yeah absolutely i think i was probably about nine and went for tryouts in one of one of the clubs um and uh very enthusiastic parents I think whatever sport it would have been and it, it just sort of suited us and it, it, it worked a um, lot of dedication really from them um, taking us to um, swimming training and swimming galas yeah, yeah. but then it becomes your social life as well and it yeah. became their social life too and they you know they were good friends with all the other parents and then getting involved in the right. club themselves um, and which is the way that I've got with my children as well too and um, they, uh, sorry, they weren't looking at pushing you down the athletics track I was always involved in running. Yeah, I mean, he would take me training. He would take me to the track, um, and I, I always did did run. Um, but I never. It really was swimming that was was yeah. the uh, the main sport for me. How how old do you have to be to do the steeplechase? I don't know because I didn't know because I know they're quite tall. Yeah. So I didn't know whether they had, had, a, had a kind of. You have to be a certain amount, age or, yes. or I don't know the height will come into it because you're not going to do it if you're smaller that's than the, right the I yeah yeah you, you do need sort of some height so i think i've never really seen children do it or anything yeah. i don't know whether there's a, a child sort of event where it's a lower hurdle or mm. no water right, or, or okay. whatever but um but i'm not sure but you don't see very many women doing it either actually it's, it's mostly men yeah, right. tall men <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i'm just trying to imagine it's maybe three and a half four feet there 
the barrier that they because yes. they tend to put the front foot on it, don't they? As they step step yeah. over, you don't hurdle it. Per I would se, be, really. I mean, I would be very nervous to try it myself, and I'm oh, quite tall. My knees are sore thinking I, about yeah. hitting that hurdle and <laughs> yeah. my knee giving way underneath me. Mm. And is your sister older or younger than you? She's younger, a couple okay. of years younger. Right, okay. And um, yeah, she's the same. She's a swimmer too, and also a very good runner. She's she's done marathon as well, so right. she's. She's got sport in her blood as well. Is she still on the island? No, she lives in Manchester. All oh, right, okay, okay. So you talked about coming to the island, starting to swim, starting to represent the Isle of Man. Mm. That was, and then you went, oh, well, no, you went to the Island Games then at 14. Yes, that's right, 1989. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, well, it's not so young, so I appreciate people getting to swimming at a young age. Yeah, but, that's right. Uh, how was yeah. that experience at 14? It was fantastic. But yeah, as you say, I think with, with swimmers, you know, swimmers, swimmers, when swimmers are reaching the peak quite often they are they are quite young yeah, yeah. um but um yeah as as an event to to be able to go to it was great it was it was um probably one of the first times that i'd been away with with a group um it was you know qu- quite a young age really um but it was a phenomenal experience um and the, the whole atmosphere was was great but that's still how i feel every time i go to one now anyway right, right. It's, yeah where was it that was the faroe islands right okay all right okay yeah yeah. That's a good experience. So, how many back then? How many people were, as in a whole across all the sports? Because Island Games has got bigger year on year, and we're talking again. Probably, I guess that was nineteen eighty nine, maybe. Yeah, that was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yes. So, how many would be going? Um, for that? I'm, I think maybe it may have been similar kind of numbers oh, right, to, okay. to, to now. Really, right. um, there's probably more sports that the Isle of Man will go to now because the Isle of Man probably do more than than they did then and have the you know the specific coaching now. Um, but um, yeah, from what I remember, I think the swim team was probably the same size. Um, what, and what were your results like there? I can't really remember. Oh, right, okay. The Alaman won. The Alaman swimmers won. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I can't really remember the <laughs> individual. It's just, yeah, just an exp- experience. And, yeah, yeah fantastic certainly at 14. It's, yeah. Yeah. So just on swimming, the again, as a, as a. And it's been more introduced, I think, to cycling. I've seen it in the pro ranks more where. Cyclists twenty years ago, they'd always have rest days, and that was always and it's less so now. It's called active recovery now in mm. cycling, and you still have a ride of the bike. But swimmers have always historically trained twice a day and probably every day. Mm. That that was that something you were doing as well then, up early, swim before school. Um, yes, um, in the in the earlier days, I think once I started uh, doing GCSEs and A levels, I think the, the swimming before school stopped. Right. Um, I think uh, there's there's more training that's happening now than there was when we were we were training. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have trained twice a day, um, but certainly every Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and then um, I think it's probably one day off a week that we right. would have, um, but just once a day. Yeah, yeah it's not it's still not a lot, is it? One day a week off. Mm. And bear in mind, I'm sure if you go in a pro, pro ranks and full time swimmers, it's every day isn't it yes pool, absolutely. twice a day and then gym I, work around that the, well this is it i mean there was no at that time uh, we weren't encouraged to do i don't think we really realized we should have been doing yeah, any yeah. any strength training or anything like that um which certainly you know would be yeah it, which is the right thing to do but were, then sorry were they were they in like intensive sessions then or was it yeah, so it would be more sl- you know it was in okay right we've done five days in a row here we're, yeah, we're doing mean, more of a slower some would like, be distance some would yeah. be technique and drills um some would be yeah starts turns um oh. and so um, it's not every uh, every session right race no it would be a real mixture of, of, of things you know you yeah. do needed to get endurance in and, and technique and drills was really really important as well so i'm learning a little bit of this because i'm 
quote unquote learning to swim and uh, yeah techniques I'm still pee poor at it but techniques so important and that's, that's nothing right. to do with speed or, or anything that's just, that's it you it's, need to nail that completely and then continually do. improve it I guess yeah every time as, yeah. so yeah I'd imagine sessions I think about bike and techniques not something once you're riding a bike you're riding a bike technique isn't ma- massively important after that but for swimming it's mm. probably ends up being a couple of sessions a week just on technique that's it and I think the younger you start you can tell which which were um, child swimmers right uh, you know if you started very yeah. very early I think it's much much easier to, to you know to, to to do it then um and I think it must be really quite hard for an adult to start to learn to swim because if you saw you me know, you'd, you'd, I'd reaffirm that point well it, times a thousand <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's like a stone yeah. in the water I, I do think it's one of the few sports where that's the case actually because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you, you you automatically learn to be to the, the, you know, the techniques and buoyancy and the techniques never ever go away so even if you do stop swimming at the age of 14 or something like that it's never really gone you just need to build up the, yeah, yeah. the endurance again but you know you still always got it yeah um and I don't think there's many sports like that, really, but it stays with you. Yeah, it's ingrained in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that technique. And those techniques you referred to, is that more about being able to cut through the water, as it were, as, as efficiently as possible? And Yeah. I, I kind of chore because I'm only just learning yeah, about this stuff. Yeah. To me, yeah, I know, and obviously you ask it as many non-swimmers well, out there. Yeah, I mean, actually, techniques do change, and they have changed over the years. So when I learned, and when I, you know, be- be- became a good swimmer, uh, once I went back to it, once I started doing triathlon, techniques had changed, and your hand position had changed, and there's just different ways of doing it. So I sort of had to relearn again, um, and uh, you know, things, you know, it, it's, it, things come on, don't they? And yeah, people yeah. realise that you, yeah. you can you can do things more efficiently in different ways. But yeah, certainly techniques had changed, mm. but that was a long gap between. Uh, when I was fourteen to when I was thirty-six, so. I think when you when you when you're in the, again, I, I've only experienced this being in the pool five months now, but mm. so much to it. It's just it's unbelievable. When I was kind of probably a little arrogant, you know, well, I can swim, you know, throw me in a pool and mm. I won't drown. But there's just five months in, and I still know nothing. There's, there's a lot. Well, you probably know more than you realise. Well, I know more than I did six months ago, but that's that's no reference point. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think it's a lot of pieces to put together. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, I'm a man as well. I can only do one of those things at a time as well. So I've got to learn how to, you know, if it's the hand position, and then learn to kick. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's way more difficult sport than than I than I anticipated. There is a lot. There yeah. is a lot too. I think, um, but then it, it becomes autopilot, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, maybe. <laughs> So at 15, 16, 17, you mentioned about studying there. You, you did your A-levels and then yeah, left I there. And were you, doing, were you sort of drifting away from sport at this stage? You're still doing a little bit of sport? I was drifting away from swimming by the age of 15. Right. I think once I was doing my GCSEs, once my, I was doing my GCSEs at 16. And then, right. um, yeah, I, I just decided that it was time to concentrate on the, on the studying. Right. So, um, so I stopped swimming at that stage. Um, I was happy with what I'd achieved and I kind of just didn't really do an awful lot of sport for a while um running was always there I always did did run a little bit and got involved with some school sports teams when I went to away to university um I think I I wasn't I swim wasn't swimming again and I think I learned to play squash I learned to play tennis it was nice oh, to, right, learn to, okay. to do a few new things right. um then by my final year of university I, I started I joined the swimming team again and that was really good to, oh, right, to okay. start racing again right, actually. Okay. um it wasn't very serious it was just university teams um but that that was nice to get back mm. into 
And then after that, yeah, the running carried on. But at that stage, I was quite into my career. So, what uni were you at? Hull, Hull University. Oh, okay. yeah. I presume knowing your accountant, were you studying accounting there? I was doing maths. All right, maths okay. Degree. Oh, that sounds like hard work, doesn't it? <laughs> it was good. It was good fun. You know how to calculate. It does a lot of that work, apparently. I did yeah. really enjoy it, actually. Right. So that was three years at uni, as it yes. studying? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you come back and you start studying professional qualification, your accounts qualification, actually. That's right, the yeah. next joined, stage of... Yeah, I joined, joined an accountants company, joined Ernest & Young, started training with them. On Ireland, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then it was three years of exams. Right, okay. So very little sport going on there, I'd imagine. Not just, much, really. Uh, just I did do a few training runs and things like that with, with, with people. Going to the gym, I, I'd started going to the gym and I quite enjoyed that, but that wasn't really um, training for anything in particular. It was just going to the gym to go to the gym. And I enjoyed it and I, did, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and then I think it was, it was quite a lot later that, uh, that I'd started to, to look at other things. Yeah, yeah. Do you start your fat? So uh, when you're at EMY? EY, mm. EY. Had you started your family at that stage or? No. No, no. Okay. No. Um, after I worked at Ernst & Young, I joined a um, private bank and okay. um, once I'd got married um, and the, all the exams and everything were out of the way, then, yeah, then had my daughter. I was probably about 27, I think, when I had my daughter. Right, okay. Um, and, uh, and then um, I had a son a couple of years later. And, and business-wise then at that stage, mm. I know you started your own business. Was that around that time or just after the... Well, um, talk us through that. when I had, had my first child, yeah. um, I decided that I wanted to do something to work around her and I wanted to um, go self-employed. So I set up my own accountancy company at that stage, um, which worked really well um, a, a, around sort of family life. Right. Um, and then... Um, Working from home. There was all working from home, yes it was, uh, and then a, a, a sort of some that was working with a good friend of mine, um, we decided to join forces and get a CSP licence, mm-hmm. um, and then um, not long after my, about the time my son was born, not long after he was born, we, we bought our first book of business, oh, right, and okay. set up our corporate service provider, and set, staff, set up a, an office, and so that's a claim. That started, oh, that was right, yeah, 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 right, yeah okay. started then. And was that, those early days of starting up a business? Was that, I assume, long hours? Was that again, or, or did you just find that balance between bringing the kids up, being around, picking the kids up from school, but then being back? Yeah, it, it all work? had to work around family, right. um, and that was the reason that I'd gone self-employed in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was it was long hours, um, especially for the first few years. But I think when you're self-employed, you you're you're happy to do that. Yeah, you, right. you want to make it work, so you find time out of nowhere, really. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Long days. And are you a uh, Career-wise, then fairly looking through past up to this point, fairly driven when it comes to career-wise. Do you think? Um, yes, I mean whatever I wanted to do, I've always wanted to do do it really well. Right. Um, but I've also wanted to do something that I've always really enjoyed as well. So um, being self-employed kind of taught me a lot along the way. Um, but uh, I was always very happy doing that. Um, yeah. And is that a trait you think you have from? Is that just something inbuilt? Is that something? Your parent, you know, your parents sort of driven that way, or was that just? Um, I think I think part of it was it was right time make the me- make the very best of the situation, you right. know, and and do it as well as possible, and getting every opportunity that was there, um, and so it's I've always been quite keen to strive for a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So and and that's sort of how that went really as well, um, and. 
yeah, I mean, I got enjoyment out of it, um, and it was just great for me that it was flexible around what I could, what I could do with the family. And as you expanded that business, mm. employed people, how did how did that? How did you find that? I found that hard actually, because yeah. uh, it was learning on the job. Yeah, it was yeah. it was all um, you know everything was sort of learned, um, and there's always um, it, I would you know you could stumble along the way a little bit and, mm. and kind of look back and think well, I could have handled that a little bit differently. Um, but it's all part of growing and learning and, and yeah. changing and, and taking risks as well. Um, I think uh, I, I, I think some of it was was taking risks and uh, it wasn't the potent, it wasn't possibly the easiest path to have taken, but yeah. uh, it certainly did. It was very rewarding. I suppose all those all I mean that whole business now, as like many businesses, it's all about risk management, isn't mm. it? And that just calculating the risks. Everything you do is a risk. It's just exactly. calculating. Calculating and then trying to manage that that's that right. risk it while learning on the job exactly as well I guess as well yeah yeah how have you found and this is sort of delving into work but that that sector again and the world we live in where it's that one not only risk management but also the outside world certainly for the Isle of Man the outside world of OECD and etc applying pressure to offshore jurisdictions such as ourselves and the continued higher regulation which is all great stuff for protecting mm. anti money laundering but did you do you find that certainly over the last number of few years as a grind getting to point of being a bit of a grind it was always a challenge that was definitely the most challenging part of that that um that that role really um i think the old man has always got a way of bouncing back and working around things Mm -hmm. and so um it but it was definitely the hardest part of the job working with with the the regulations but then it's all you need to completely understand the reason they're doing everything yeah, is yeah, to, yeah. To, to put the other man where it is so then during during the run of the business you start to get back into sport what was your reasoning for that um i was probably around about 36 and uh, yeah i think a friend of mine had mentioned um the word triathlon i didn't really know what a triathlon was at that stage but you know we did a lot of running together and, and things like that and um i sort of had got the swimming background and it's always tempting that once the once the swimming background is there it's like well, maybe i could have a go at this but i hadn't ridden a bike at that stage literally hadn't so then i borrowed a bike um straight in the tram lines on the promenade. no right whoops <laughs> which was bad um I think I had a go at, at one of the triathlons, but I did it completely wrong. I probably got completely changed in between the swim and the cycle. And the, uh, Went home, got changed, came back. I might definitely. as well have done. I, I can't even think about what I did there. But it, um, And then I think uh, a little bit later, a good friend of mine, Nikki Brigazzi, had, had uh, asked me to train for a triathlon with her. So we did, we did the training together, and that was great. And um, I, that was one of the local ones. Right. It was probably the, the, the May sprint triathlon, and, and it went quite well. And then I think after that, sort of, I thought, well, I'll do another one. And then the next one went really well. Um, so where then I started doing them off island, and mm-hmm. that's sort of when it all started, really. And the uh, was the try try scene welcoming at that stage? I mean, was it? I don't even know now. Is it for for, for women stroke ladies? Is mm-hmm. is it a, a buoyant scene? Yeah, I mean, it was it was small. It was I think over the years it's got quite a lot bigger quite quickly over the years but certainly then um kind of six seven years ago um it wasn't a huge club but yeah really friendly a lot ex-swimmers who are kind of you know seeing them back back around again which was great so there'd be the likes of graham stigant there and and, you know but yeah very friendly faces very very welcoming um probably not that many girls and ladies sort of doing it at that stage um but yeah welcoming 
So when you start doing that, you, I know when we were chatting, you mentioned about just initially when you start getting back into sport, that it, when day to day you're in, in business and running your business, it's obviously very stressful. And it mm. was that, that opportunity to maybe switch off from that. Yeah, well, once I started training um, and once I started doing the, the triathlons in the UK, I got a coach and um, it was an online coach and he would sort of be sending sessions that I should be doing. And I really started to find that my day at work was so much better if right. I trained in the morning. Right. So I'd, my, my rule was that if I, um, I, would, I would kind of get up before the rest of the family would because I didn't really want it to ever interfere with my the rest of the family and the children. So I'd get up, do some, do my, my session. Time would that be? Probably six-ish. Right. So usually train six or seven. Mm. Um, but if I trained in the morning, I kind of started to feel that at work I could think more clearly mm. and I could, I, I, I was just kind of better at work. Um, better decision-making, that be- type of yeah, thing? Yeah, absolutely, make better decisions. Um and it, it was everything was just a lot clearer and actually more relaxed and um, yeah just just it, it could deal with stressful situations quite a lot better. Right. How did how did you initially find that change in balance then from your work and family? Now mm. you're adding for triathlons they do take quite a bit of commitment. Yeah. Um, how did how did you actually find? adding that side into it again did you feel that it was being too much or were there days where you were like I need to find time here or was it quite easy <clears throat> fitting into that different routine I didn't find it very hard really um, I've always been an early waker anyway which really has helped you know really did help um, I think sometimes um, if there was if there was an evening session as well we'd normally have to double train so train the morning and night if there was an evening session um, I could usually fit it around where my children were doing something anyway. So if they mm-hmm. were training the pool, um, it was a good time for me to then go for a run. So it's just a case of just organising my time a little bit. But I could get time from, you, you can sort of seem to be able to carve it out of nowhere sometimes. Um, so I didn't find it very hard to just organise myself a little bit better and um, manage to, to fit it all in. Did you find when you didn't exercise, because I find this, if you don't mm. exercise, that you're maybe a slightly crankier than you would be yes. if you didn't? Yes, my family will tell you that, my friends will tell you that. Um, yeah, I think I think you can get very used to it, mm. and you can get very used to the way it makes you feel, um, and you can really notice it if yeah. you haven't don't been able to do it, and yeah. I think it's hard when you have an injury, or you know, or with people that do get injuries, I think it's a very tough time for them, because they know what they want to be doing, and they know how they want to be feeling. Um, it's just a case of working around that, really. Um, but yeah, I, I did discover that sort of having a routine with with the sport, with the sport. I think that's why I liked the triathlon training because it was three different disciplines throughout the week, but it was very, very routine driven. Um, I right. knew what was going to be coming next every day, and you knew really what time you had to get up to manage to get things done. Um, sometimes there would be tricky times when you knew, say through the winter, you'd, you'd have to get to the pool to get your three thousand meters in before. Right seven o'clock mm. whatever flashing my rain at 10 to 6 when the alarm goes off and the alarm. <laughs> I, I kind of worked out ways in the end to sort of keep the motivation going to be able to do it so i would often find that the night before if i had my bag kit um packed and ready toothbrush ready downstairs that was something that i then couldn't wake up in the morning and think, no, use an excuse do it. yeah exactly it's there 
I wouldn't ever print off my swimming session the night before because oh, I wouldn't right. want to look at it to see right. what it was like in case the next morning I'd wake up and think, oh, I really didn't like the look of that session. So I'd kind of go downstairs, get my coffee while the coffee is getting made. I would print the session off. Swear. <laughs> not give myself very much chance to look at yeah, it, leave yeah. the house, get to the pool, then put it out on the side. It's like, right, this is it. Yeah, so that down. would be my routine. Should have stayed but, in bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I always liked routine anyway. And um, I think I, I've liked the, I like the discipline of it as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's not, it was never very hard to, to put that into the Motivation's thing. an interesting subject because mm. it's, uh, it's just so, I just think for everyone, it's just so different mm. from people can get motivated in such different ways and ultimately all the opposite, they're demotivated as well. So mm. it's interesting listening to people's way that they can be or how they motivate themselves, or, or more importantly, I suppose that you getting up isn't much, so much about motivation, but it's about not getting demotivated and going, ah, oh, screw it, yeah. I can hear the wind, I'm going to uh, exactly. I'm going to stay in bed. Yeah, 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 that's it. I mean, I think that I've found ways over the last sort of six or seven years, I've, I've found some really good ways to motivate myself, um, and it probably works for any sport. It's not, yeah. you know... No, not no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Um, I think that's in every got, aspect of whatever you're doing in your life, whether it's motivation exactly. to get out of bed, go to work, walk the dogs. Yeah, that's you know, that's right. Going all day, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly with this sport, um, I you know I think if, if in any sport, I think if you've got an event to aim for, that's motivation itself because you know what to look for. Yeah. Um, I've sort of always found that if you're training with other people, if you know, so for example, if you know you've got a long bike ride to do once a week, um, it could be so tempting to think, mm, maybe I'll just. Maybe I'll put it off because I've got the things I want to do with the family, whatever. But that is one thing that you really, you know, you do need to do that, that one long bike ride. And I found that if I had people that I was meeting and I was going to be letting them down by not going, yeah, yeah. I absolutely did go. Um, yeah, yeah, I think doing yeah. that kind of thing by yourself is quite hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, um, one, yeah. One of the things I find with, like, for example, when I go, I've got a long bike ride that not that I have to do, but that I want to do. Mm. I have to plan a route out before I do it because if I yes. go out and think, oh, I need to do 50 mile after I'm just aimlessly riding around after like 15 mile, I'm like, is that all I've done? Where I yeah. can map out a 40 mile route in my head. Yes. I'm all right then and I know where I'm going. So that's, that's exactly my, my motivation. Well, not my motivation, but it helps that motivation of this is the route and just go and ride it. That's it, uh, yeah. Having that. I don't know what what, yeah. what the thing in my mind is that but can't just wantlessly ride, aimlessly ride, ride around for 40 mile. I have to have it. Yeah, that, a route planned in my head. And yeah. I think also sharing training, you know, I think since the likes of Strava has come along, that's made things a lot easier for, for me, especially for that kind of thing, because I know it's going to be recorded. And it, it's not on there so that other people can see that, but I know that I'm going to want it there. And if if I know that I'm looking, you know, I, I can look at other people's and get motivated by what routes they're doing yeah, right. or what they, you know, what, what, what how many. So you're a secret Strava stalker, is this what you're telling us now? <laughs> Breaking news. It's. Um, I think it's fantastic. I really, really do. So you touched on starting to race off island for try. Mm. Was that were you going away with groups of people like that uh, to do that? Um, not really. There was there was often maybe three or four of us. Not not that many, but it would be nicer if there was a few of us. And then other ones would be ones that I picked to go to, and I would just sort of go go on my own. And what was your when you were doing them? Did mm. you have something a goal in mind outside of doing the try? Was the I want to get to here yes well um with the way that age group triathlon works um they will run maybe three or four qualifiers in the uk um <clears throat> and 
whoever gets the you know the, the first four people in each one of those qualifiers will then get the opportunity to go to the European Championships or the World Championships. And if those Europeans or Worlds were somewhere that I haven't been before, it was always quite a, a you know it was it was good to have the ambition to actually you know try to qualify for those races. And then also for me as well, the Island Games was always quite a big deal. Right. Um, so I would they, the times would be set the previous year that you needed to try to obtain. Um, to, to get to, to the Island Games. You mentioned before you moved on quite quickly in dry mm, then. Yeah. I assume within doing a few, you see your times, you see the qualifiers and think, this is something I can get my teeth right into. That's right. Um, I think it was 2015 was the um, maybe the second off-island one that I'd done. Um, that was in Chester. That was the English Championships and I won my age group. So right. I was really quite surprised how that had gone. Right. Um, and was that in your mind when, before you went? Um, I don't think I actually even knew it was classed as the English uh-huh. National Championships, that, that race. I knew I wanted to go to do the race in Chester because I think I wanted to um, uh, I wanted to qualify for the European Championships that year was in Geneva. Okay. And so I liked the look of that. Right. Um, I think I must have done a race in Wales, I think it must have been late 2014, to be able to qualify for the Island Games because that was the same year okay. as well. That was Jersey, Jersey yeah. that year. So yeah, 2015 was when it all really kicked off for me. So that that uh, that qualification was mm. that is that do you, do you when do you find that out? You obviously do the event. There's obviously streams of people finishing this event yeah. in different age categories, etc. That's right. Do you just get like notification on what happens? Do they you know do they call you up a few hours after the event? What, what how does no, that? No, I mean there's a, there's a printout straight away. Oh, a bit right, like okay. most timer solutions do okay. here. Yeah. Um, so you know if you know that you're Q1, Q2, Q3, you know which which qualification place you were. Right. Um, obviously you'd have to wait till everyone in your age group had finished, but you pretty much know straight yeah, away. Yeah, the, the first in your age group cross that, the line. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So if you're the first and you, you you know you've you've qualified for the race. You're, you're wanting to get to while you're doing those tries can mm. you tell so you're riding obviously everyone's mixed in together because mm. you're not in your you're not racing within your everyone's just sort of a mass star for the one of a better expression yeah so you don't know from the num- people's numbers can you tell who's in your, if you're passing someone in your age category i was hard to look at them going they look about my age sort of yes on the numbers the age right. category is actually on the numbers oh, right, and then okay. on the tattoo that you're wearing you're wearing a tattoo on your arm and one on your yeah, leg right. and you certainly did i don't know whether you still do actually but you certainly did have the age categories then as well so you you do know um obviously you don't know who's ahead of you, you in you that regard because you're coming yeah. out of the swim no one can really see each other in the swim um when you're wearing your wetsuits, you don't know what age category everybody is. So the swim is a scramble. It's like you're in a washing machine and so you're getting pulled and pushed and kicked and everything. So when you come out of the swim, often you don't know where you are at all in your age category. So once it, once you get out on your bike, you, you don't know where you are in no, the field. Yeah, unless someone's telling you. That's right. No. So unless it's one of the races where you're doing, um, you're cycling out and back, where you're doubling out oh, and back, right. okay. that's the only way that you could know. But usually, if the field is so spread out at that stage, yeah, you, yeah. You don't people flashing really past you on the other side of the road, you, you know, you're never going to be. You're so focused on what you're kind of exactly. doing yourself. So, and I think at that stage, I didn't know the girls to look out for. Right. Really, I didn't really know who they. I was starting to get to know the other GB girls in my age group, but I didn't really know who they were. Once they had a cycling helmet, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to work that out. So, yeah, it was just a case of go for it. How, how, how did you feel? Did you feel that you were going well during it, thinking? That- I might be on the chance here. Or... Yeah, I mean, I started to really enjoy cycling at that stage. Um, but the year before that, I'd started training on a Sunday with, with a good friend of mine, Mary. And um, then I'd started doing the 10-mile time trials as well. And I'd, I'd really started to enjoy cycling. Um, so I had a very kindly lent me a time trial bike. And um, so 
I knew this one in, in Chester in 2015 when I was there at the, the English Championships. I, I knew the swim had gone well. Um, I'd, I'd felt I'd felt fine, um, and yeah, and, and the cycle. I think um, it's, it was quite an enjoyable cycle. It's it's kind of a cycle out. You end up on a dual carriageway, going out towards Wrexham and, and round and back, and then the the run is in the park in in Grosvenor Park. Um, and, and at that stage, you can start to see where everybody is in the race. And do you ever um, practice the course, or have a you know do a kind of recce to be like? No, uh, at Chester, and that that actually for that one, there had been a YouTube video of the bike yeah. the bike course. And I think actually that year also, you could go on a coach in the morning, and the coach had, would take you actually on the oh, bike right, course, right. which was absolutely brilliant because my sense of direction is absolutely horrendous and my fear was always going the wrong way I mean these things it was at that stage I started to realize these things are very very well marshaled and mm. and, and, and uh, marked out so you couldn't really go too wrong um but um but it's knowing this hill's coming so you can mm, maybe ease off a little thing. bit before before the hill yeah. and that type of thing or be in the right gear around a sharp bend there's suddenly a hill on the other side exactly and also to know where the dismount line was i started oh, right. to realize over the years that that's a really important thing to know exactly where that is because you know once we'd learned the techniques of taking our shoes off while we were riding yeah. before the dismount line came it would be a, a, a small a, a routine of swinging your leg over and running with the bike but you had to really know where it was so I went through quite a lot of um, bad dismounts over the handlebars right. and all oh, sorts really? over the years to right. you know well, before getting that right. But yeah, I mean, we really did have to know the course. So I think once you've done one of those races, if you do the same one again the following year, you're just so much more confident and relaxed and less nervous because you know what the course is. Wait, sorry, just just out of interest in mm. that dismount line. What happens if you dismounted before? You can dismount it before, but you're just you're running, running on cleats. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you're so you're running cleats. with bare feet, right. or oh, yeah. you, 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 with with your cycling shoes on, which is even. Oh right, yeah. People uh, take the shoes, leave the shoes in, don't they? I was yeah. thinking of like a, you know, like in a relay race or something. I'll like try. You're not allowed to dismount before here, or no, you you get, get yeah, it's the dismount before. But, but obviously, dismount you want to do as late as possible because the dismount's on the bike, isn't it? And you obviously want to be travelling on the bike up to the literally to the point you jump off. That's right, as as far as you can. But if you dismount after it, you just you disqualify. So I was a DQ. I wasn't sure it was fine. So time penalty. That's what I was more thinking of. The I knew I didn't know that was before or after. Apologies, but yeah, as in doing the one you shouldn't do. Should I say what I meant? That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So are those the three disciplines then when you're getting in try? Obviously, swimming's just a piece of cake, really. Well, it was still a lot of lot of training. No, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. but in regard yeah. to learning, because it's, it's yeah. that inbuilt. We talked earlier about that inbuilt habit that you can you can swim. But yes. saying that, I don't know in Chester's Chester a sea swim or a, or canal, up the canal yes. swim. Yeah, half mile um, up, upstream, half mile down, downstream canal. Is that somewhere between a sea swim and a pool swim? Then yeah, regard it's fairly calm, but not. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was calm. Um, because yeah, everyone else is thrashing you. Yeah. It is a yeah, thrash. It yeah, is. A, yeah. It is like a being in a washing machine. Um, but it was. It there were waves in the way that we yeah, had yeah. waves in sea swims and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so right. yeah, yeah, somewhere between definitely. And it, is it? A, it's a wetsuit event because again, yes. you wear wetsuits for certain yes. below certain temperatures. Is that right? Yeah. Um, there's only one uh, race that I've done that that was non wetsuit, and that was right. because the temperature was too high. Oh right. So okay. you know they'll, they'll make some of them. Um, most of them will be wetsuit compulsory if they're in the UK. Some of them abroad will be um, optional, which is a hard decision to have to make um, because if you're wearing your wetsuit, it obviously takes longer to take yeah, off in the transition. transition. Yeah. But I think you do swim a little bit quicker with a wetsuit on because you're more buoyant. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a very difficult decision. Balance. So it's easier if the decision made for you, and yeah, they'll okay. say, 
wetsuit, no wetsuit or wetsuit. So yeah, and most of them have been wetsuit. And with your background of swimming, how do you find the sea swim? Have you ever, uh, from speaking to people, they have, mm. sometimes have panic attacks or anything, or things like that. Have you ever encountered that? Or have you just been completely fine on, on I've that? I've usually been fine. I've usually got crossed myself for going the wrong way and swimming towards the wrong marker. Sometimes that can happen too, because if there's a few people in front of you and they're going a certain direction and you're thinking, hang on a second, I thought we were going to the next one, but I believe these people in front of me. Mm. And then you all end up going to the wrong one. That's that, you know, you, and then you'll get a time penalty. That That's a bit of a pain. So again, that's a case of, you know, knowing where the markers are. And you, mm. you'll, you'll maybe sort of be told, day before where, where the markers are but that can sometimes if it's if it's kind of a triangle in the sea that can be a bit of a a bit bit difficult but mm. um yeah I've certainly done triathlons where the sea swim has been very very choppy and I've all, almost felt seasick actually and it's mm. been more like surfing than swimming right. but in that situation everyone literally is in the same you yeah. know situation um I've not really had a situation where I felt too much of a panic attack or mm. anything like that um, I do enjoy open water swimming. I prefer it to, to actually swimming right. in the pool. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you have got the strength and you've got the the, the confidence as a swimmer from when you were younger, mm. I think that's a lot easier to know that yeah. you can deal with the waves. I think if you start it as an adult, if you start swimming as an adult, that's that's quite tough. I think to be able to deal with. Yeah, waves. welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm scared of the NSC pool. I yeah. get panic attacks in there yeah, when I, I can't can, touch the bomb. I, so I the, the day I get into a wavy sea, I'm going to be uh, yeah. not in good shape. So I suppose looking back now, and winning your age category at in at the event, mm. obviously a proud moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's really a big achievement. Well, I, yeah, and I don't think I realised at the time that it that it was. I kind of thought. Well, I think I'm okay at this, and maybe the um, maybe just the, the best in the UK maybe, for me. Maybe age. the competition's just not that strong or something. But I don't think I realised that. You know, I, th- I think it, I just you know, I just just sort of enjoyed it at that time, and um, then it was it was a nice surprise. But then once you start getting to the stage where you're on the podium, you don't want to not be on the podium. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of you just keep oh, setting your standards higher and higher. Don't <laughs> this you? is That's it. The, it's kind of like yeah, what yeah. it then got to a stage of what's the point in going if I'm not going to do really well? Which again. Uh, is to it isn't a great thing to be able to do because it sometimes takes a bit of the enjoyment away. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm. So you went to Jersey that year for the for the Ireland as yeah, well. How yes. was that experience? How was that performance? That was fantastic, actually. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and the main reason reason I enjoyed it was because so many triathlons are individual. Even if you go and there's a few of you from the Isle of Man going, <clears throat> or it's a GB uh, European or World Championship, still feels quite individual. But the Island Games is the only time it really feels like you're a team. Um, and that's what I really noticed with Jersey. And I absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, it, it went well. We, we got Team Silver, the right. girls, um, myself and Corinne Shimon and Hannah Howitt. And we, we, yeah, we, we were very, very proud of that. Yeah, and you finished seventh. I was seventh overall, and Were you yes. happy with your performance and being there? And, yeah, I was yeah. really, really happy with that performance. Um and yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it, and um, I felt really proud to be representing the yeah, Isle of Man yeah. there. And yeah, I just was really continuing to enjoy enjoy triathlon. It's a very team atmosphere, the games, isn't it? I mean, yes. We've all been in some format around the table here, and even in individual sports. But outside of your sport, it becomes a very Isle of Man community on the road. Well, you go and watch it. other events, cheer on other Manxies, and that's yes. it's a real, real team. 
outside of just your discipline as well. And, yeah, well, this is the thing. I mean, it, it, that, that's that's exactly how it feels. Um, triathlon is always the first event on the Sunday morning. So, so many of the, you know... Did you get drunk the, the rest of the, the week? The swimmers are there watching, the athletes are there right. watching, the swimmers are And it, it's just, it, it blows my mind every time I see that kind of support because I know that they've got their own races to be doing yeah, the day yeah, after yeah. or that afternoon or something. Yet they're there shouting us on and we're racing for two, you know, two and a quarter hours or something. And um, but they're there, and the, the support is always absolutely tremendous from them. Um, yeah. And then it's great for the rest of the week to be able to watch the other sports yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Out of interest, did you ever go? Did you go to the opening ceremonies? Because like, I know the one year I went, mm. a cyclist we were racing. I think that first day, and they were like, "Stay off your feet, don't don't go to it." And I, I don't think I've ever been to one because, yeah. well, I've only been to two, but both times it was. Don't go. You need to rest. It's very hard when it's the next day because you want to go to the ceremony Mm. and you want to be part of it. But then any triathlon I've ever done, I've always stayed off my feet for the entire Saturday because it's usually been a Sunday. Mm. So you don't you don't want to go all that way and ruin what Mm. you know any possibility of. of, of, So I think I think the first one, I think Jersey, um, I did go to the opening ceremony. We tried to sit down as much as we possibly could, and there wasn't too much of a long walk. And then once after that, I kind of thought really quite seriously about whether I should or not. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it's a shame. You know. It's a shame in regard to. It's obviously all part of that experience, yes. isn't it? And you you want to you want to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, they don't want to hold it and wait three days for events to start. No, but if it's first thing the next day, <clears throat> it just wouldn't be a sensible thing to do a big long walk. And absolutely. Yeah. So I've had to miss out a couple of those. So that year, you have to qualify for the Euros. In Geneva. That's right. Yes, that was my first Great British. Um, my first Great so British team event. Or a jersey. Yeah, a jersey or whatever the right term might be. Yeah, oh, that's right. Suit, GB suit. Try suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> try. Yeah, try suit. Um, I've interest you get given that. Just no, buy that. You have to buy it. Very expensive. Right. All oh, right. It's okay. all very expensive. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a shame. Um, I think I, I do wish I tried to get sponsorship, and I, I've never really tried very hard to get sponsorship. And I, I do wish I had done over the years because, yeah, the the price of the thing. But I mean, when you do qualify for this kind of thing, you don't want that to be a reason not to go. Really, yeah, no, you want absolutely. to be able to go. So mm. you know, so you do. And how was Geneva? Geneva was fantastic. There was quite a few other people from the Isle of Man that were going to right. that one. So uh, some of the younger ones. Um, and um, so I was able to spend a bit of time with them. And by then I'd also got to know some of the other GB girls as right. well from my, in my age group. So again, we spent quite a bit of time together. And with any of those, the, the Euros and the Worlds, you can watch the elites first as well. Or sometimes the elites are racing after you, which is even better because you can relax and watch them. Um, but yeah, the, the whole atmosphere of that kind of thing is absolutely phenomenal. It's just great. And the performance for yourself? Yeah, it went it, it went well, I think. I, oh, I mean think back I think I came eighth um yeah I came eighth in my age group um so from what I remember I think and that's okay is it it's just okay <laughs> yeah, in the whole Swiss, Europe <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I think there was quite a few Swiss that came in front of me um but it was it was great atmosphere yeah I, d- I don't think I'd expected to get eighth I do remember being quite surprised at that mm-hmm. um, but it had been a really good race yeah yeah right. it had been a good race yeah and obviously the next few years, which we'll run through around the achievements there, just to go back to then, you're, you've obviously got children, mm. still bringing them up. Did you find that what you're doing, obviously being very disciplined about, about the sport mm. and obviously your work as well, that conscious of not setting an example for your kids, but that's, you know, this is, mum's yeah. working hard and 
you've obviously got the balance between <clears throat> training yeah. etc and how and home life as well but yeah, you're conscious of not set an example for your children but mm. I've always I, that's how I've always felt actually I've always felt it's good for them to see me doing that and also it's good for, for them to know that I've got a real interest in what they're doing as well right um I don't think I'd ever really planned for them to be swimmers um because I'd gone through it and, and I kind of always thought maybe they'll do team sports but I think because of my enthusiasm for it and because I was so interested in it when they were starting it kind of happened on its own and they became they became you know they're, they're, they're sort of and they're still doing it now right. um they enjoy the training and they they enjoy the discipline and the, and the, the social side of it as right, well okay. um which is really important but yeah I always wanted to to be able to set an example and I've never thought it was, it was doing any harm for them to see me training um, and I've always tried to really involve them as well. So the last Ireland Games I went to, I took my, my daughter came to. Right, I've always okay. tried to include the family, yeah, yeah. and I really wanted her to come as well um, because you know she'd be able to sort of uh, um, see a bit of the world as well. Well, this yeah. is it. She'd be able to watch the um, the swimmers, mm. which they were all her friends yeah, on right. the swimming team. Um, she wasn't there as part of the team, but she was she was able to be part of it with yeah, them, yeah. and you know that. Um, both my son and daughter may go for, for to the Anglians at some stage for some sport. I don't know. You know, with me, it happened a lot later. Um, but if if it doesn't happen, then at least they're they're experiencing it with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, which which is nice. Um, and but, your husband do much sport. Um, if he does do something, he does it really well. Right, <laughs> so okay. he's always played football all the way through. If he decides he's going to do marathon, he'll do a marathon. Oh, and he'll right, do it okay. well. Oh, it's one of them, is he? <laughs> yes. We don't but like him already. Frequently, because a little bit. Um, he, he's, uh, he, he's 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 not very patient with with training he just oh, likes right. to train okay. hard straight away right okay um, i'm sure so, you like those family trips on the base you know you're going to geneva i guess and he, things like I, that i do try to involve him as well yeah, you know yeah. he'll he will come to, to some of those with me too. someone's got to carry a bike around don't they well funnily enough yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and put it together at the other end yeah. but um but you know he enjoys the worlds when he's come to the world championships with me he's always enjoyed it and he knows the same people that i know as well and he really, I mean, anything that he goes to watch, any sport, he would enjoy it anyway, whether it was me racing or not, but he's a tremendous support. Right, that's good, that's mm. good. So move on to 2016. Euros, again? Um, Is that right? I think I qualified, I'd qualified for the European Championships in Lisbon that year. Um, yeah. So same process as the year before you It was. I qualified through your age category. Yeah, I, th I think it's because I'd won the English National Championships in 2015. I think right. that might have automatically got me a place. Right. Um, or I'd done another one at the end of the year, maybe. I think, in, yeah, sorry, that's right. I'd done yeah. one in September in Wales, and that qualified me for the Europeans in Lisbon. So I carried on training quite hard through the winter, really hard. And by the March, I was ill, very, very ill. Oh, and okay. uh, my whole immune system was just completely crashing. So I was in the hospital for a little while. but um, right. And I had to take quite a long time off triathlon at that stage. Oh, right, okay. But I think it was just a case of having done, uh, done too much or something had happened. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so I had to concentrate on what was most important, which was number one, family. Yeah. And number two, getting back to work and getting better. Yeah, right, and then okay. I think uh, about six months later, I was able to get back into... Just little little rides, and then started getting back into triathlon again. So that'd be late sixteen, then, would that? Yeah, um, I'm not even sure whether I did any triathlons in 2016. Right. Okay. I'm, I don't think I. I might have done something towards the end of the year, but um, yeah, I think I probably did do one in maybe late August. Um, again, in, in Wales again. Um, and that, but uh, I'd had to take it easy. And how was the mind during that time of that downtime we talked earlier mm. about? Not 
you know, as you may, and we're all the same. I think sports sports people in whatever term we use that when you can't train or you haven't trained, you get a little cranky and a bit edgy. How was not being able to? It was it was very very hard. But in that situation, the decision was taken out of my hands, yeah, yeah. so I knew you couldn't, and I suddenly yeah, yeah. realised there were other priorities. Um, I think sometimes having something like an injury is 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 harder when you know you can train but you shouldn't yeah, that, yeah. that's much more difficult yeah. because that you have to stop yourself i think if your body stops you full stop you just can't do it um and i think uh, you know with that kind of thing it, it, it was very difficult to i mean it was it was hard to accept that i couldn't do it but i just i just had no choice yeah yeah um, i think when you find that news out like i have had injuries and that that initial we chat to mm, ruth cool here as a physio yeah that uh that initial reaction of it feels like your kind of world's ending as sad as it perhaps sounds when it's just said in the cold light of day but you feel like yeah your world's ending and when you actually step back and you look back now three years ago oh. it's probably just a, a small glitch in a i know that's in a, it in a, and in an upwards you know trajectory well this is it and then other things happen that put it all into perspective and you realize this isn't bad yeah, yeah. but um i think if you're a routine routine driven person mm. you can put something else into your routine instead that that sort of takes the pressure away of thinking you know i want to train and so there's, there's something else you can put in that into yeah, yeah. that little part of the day instead yeah it's uh, and funny enough chatting chatting with other guests they talk about they maybe struggle to do that because they just mm. don't think that way they just that that is their what they do and yes. therefore they don't have the conscious thought of going well i can't do it i'm getting wound up about it i'm yeah. getting cranky about it's, it, it is hard. and rather than you know going and plucking something else out and putting it in its place even if it's an interim solution whether yeah. that's whatever but that might be i think you have to teach yourself to be able yeah, to yeah, do that yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. you have to learn i mean currently i'm injured now right. um, i've got a, a terrible hamstring and i wanted to do a marathon this year and right. i think my marathon dreams are over right and so i've had to accept it but there's no point now in trying to just go out and do five miles because i know i'll be back to square one since yeah, before right. i started my physio so I've, I've had to kind of try to try to do other things to to fill that gap um and then look but, at the next goal whatever that might be but yeah, just road. accept it and that's that's just what it is but i think you have to learn it i don't yeah. think it comes very easily no, no, and no. it's yes i do feel cranky <laughs> <laughs> so t- 2017 you mentioned you did a bit in 16 got into 2017 Yes. got to the Ireland Games again luckily so, managed to get to the Ireland yeah, Games yeah so it's just interesting because I assume often the qualifiers the year before you hadn't yeah. done too much had you qualified the previous year for that 2017 Games um, I think was it just I think I'd managed to do wrong. one at the end of August right. and also I'd sort of um, and you've got a proven track record yeah. I don't know how much that counts when you're getting selected for try team thing, and I think I had very understanding coaches right. and I think they realised what was going on yeah, yeah. and they knew that it wasn't a chosen thing yeah yeah what, yeah what I'm like when I'm training so so I was very lucky to be able to go to that and when you got back into training then over that winter yeah and having been ill from let's call it overload training the year before mm. whether it was just that there's so many you know many reasons you're very conscious or more conscious of your body and the way you were training through that winter yeah. and more maybe more aware of nutrition just, yeah all oh, right nutrition. okay well you tell me yeah. yeah that's right yeah so I started to to really try to understand um, I knew that my immune system had really suffered and so I um I tried to really understand what I needed to be able to you know make it get the right nutrition to be able to be able to for the body to be able to function properly right. and I learned a huge amount and was that self-teaching all self-teaching um a bit of everything really right. lots of reading lots right. of chatting to nutritionists right. um and uh, you know online yeah. but just trying to trying to get the right things have you always um, been one then for educating yourself 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's good to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good. To learn. And also, uh, I was very careful about taking more rest, and right. you know, if uh, building rest into it rather than just train, train, train. And if I didn't feel quite right, stopping right, rather okay. than trying to train through it. Um, it's quite interesting that actually yeah. because I think again, a lot of sports people have that problem. Yeah. Again, I'm probably guilty of it at times. Yes. So what you find or I think sometimes might happen is because when you're listening to your body and you're going I might not need to you've got to distinguish that I need a rest between that and not having the motivation to go out so it might be oh I feel a bit tired today but is it are you tired or is it just your brain saying yeah oh, it's the easy thing is it's not the weather's not great and you, I can't be bothered going out so it's quite I always think it's quite a fine balance it is making sure I, your body's telling you that or your mind's telling you the right information it's well, not just trying to jib out of the jib out of the trainer yeah and to, I'd, I'd learned at that stage to not be so obsessed with how I felt if I didn't do a training session. Right, so I think yeah. probably maybe the year before that, if I didn't do a training session, I probably felt hideously guilty mm. and couldn't forget. So yeah, I yeah. would just try and make up for it in the rest of the week and just do more. And then I think by the time this all happened, I think I kind of thought, right, if I'm not feeling up to a session, if I don't feel right, if I feel too tired, not slept right, whatever, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, right. and I'm going to forget about it. And move on. Do the next, see what's on tomorrow instead yeah, right. and just do that. And I started to be a lot more relaxed about it. It's quite a hard technique that I think to learn. I think I think you I think have to Matt, learn it that Matt way. Certainly admit that way, and I, I'm the same way. Mm. You just, I've got this training session, and you wake up and you just, or you come home from work, you're tired, and you're just like I've got, I, I've got to train. No one's got a gun to your head, but you're like, I've got to train. You train, mm. you get off, and you're in a box, and you just. But if you don't do it, your head's in a box because <laughs> you've beaten That's yourself true. up. Where the rally is probably has no effect whatsoever as long as it doesn't become a habit of every yeah. night not doing the training but it happens though doesn't yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah. It's, it's absolutely right and I think you've got to just try to accept right okay today it's not I'm not going to take it that seriously yeah, because yeah, if yeah. my health is in danger then no yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it yeah yeah and again that balance of family and, and everything exactly. else that goes on so you went to the games in, in 17 yeah Gotland that was Gotland yes expensive yes. beer I hear up there that's what everyone tells me whenever I say anybody says they went to Gotland yeah. and they were like and the beer was so expensive yeah uh, it was a great place I mean the thing about travelling to these places I would never I would never have a reason to have gone to Gotland any other reason I probably would never have gone I would never you don't work for the Gotland tourist board then by the time <laughs> of, yeah. I would never have a reason to go to a lot of the places mm. that triathlon has taken me to which has been the one of the brilliant things about it it's, it's taken me to these places yeah, yeah. And, and again Gotland yeah fantastic support from the Isle of Man crowd and and um, really good race and thoroughly enjoyed it and the teamy feel of the whole thing again um, and you finished sick there sixth yes I'm happy so with that performance yeah right yeah yeah um it went well I'm just trying to visualize it now it was quite a tricky course from what I remember I think there was kind of uh, quite a few cobbles and yeah All I think right. there was quite a bit of falling off was going on in that game so by you or others damp, others I think yeah damp damp cobblestones I don't think oh, I lovely. fell off on that one. I've fallen right. off on a few I don't think I fell off on that one um but yeah I was really happy with sixth place yeah really really enjoyed it and uh and team-wise, how did the team end? Did you get mm. team medal there, can you remember? I think there was only two of us that right, year. Okay. Two guys, you need three for yeah, team medal. Right, okay. And there was only two of us. Yeah, so right. it was a shame, but that couldn't have happened anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it was kind of out for the individual ones. And did you have a coach now at this, back, now you're back training? Do you have a coach? Um, not now. I think I think I had, maybe I stopped working with him at that stage. 
um, I'd learned quite a lot yeah, from yeah. what he was teaching me. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of it was heart rate based training, oh, yeah. heart rate based training, yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of knew what I had to do. I knew what the sessions were that I needed to do. Yeah, so yeah. I think at that stage, I thought, right, you know, yeah. I w- the idea was I was supposed to talk to him on Skype quite a lot and everything, but I found that I didn't really need the motivation yeah, right, from okay. him. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of thought, right, well, we'll maybe resume at some stage later, but I just carried on with what I'd been doing before. So moving into 2018 mm. and chuggling through the years here, ended up at the Worlds. Is that right, in 2018? Now, what did I do? That was 20, I think that was 2015. 15 was the first Worlds I did yeah. in Chicago. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, that, so was, that was after Geneva. That was, yeah. Oh, year. right, okay. So, so wheel back a couple of years. Right, yeah. Year, actually. So, it had been, yeah, I think it had been Geneva, Island Games, Chicago. Right, yeah. okay. So, Chicago had been fantastic, and, and um, yeah, race, racing there was, was phenomenal. It was a really good course. Right. Um, an amazing atmosphere. So, that was the first Worlds that I'd done. Yeah. Now, 20, I think the 2017 ones were. Um, That'd be after Gotland. That could have been um, Gold Coast in Australia. Oh, right. Okay. Um, wow. That I qualified for right. and I decided not to go. Right. And I okay. do regret it. Right. But I decided that on balance with the cost it was going to be and the time of work and the time away from the children and going to Australia just would have been, I would have only been able to go for something like five days. Yeah, I just yeah. thought. It's a long, yeah. It's not a long balance. weekend there, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. not I'm going to go for the Worlds the year after instead so I was sad it would have been a great reason to go but I think if I want to go to the Gold Coast I want to go for three weeks yeah, not yeah. five days yeah, yeah. so it was yeah, not practical re- yeah one day race one day wreck yeah. wrecky and two days jet lag and you're home I had to draw the line yeah yeah one. right so, but I think um, yeah I, th- I think in 2018 that was um, so Austria have I made that up where had I gone in 2018 I'm not sure I can remember now. I think <laughs> I've done a few at the beginning of the year. I'm the same. I've been so many world champs. I've just <laughs> forgone which and where. And it's just... It's just all good. Uh, I think I've done a few. I think 2018, I decided to do all my triathlons at the beginning of the year. So right. the second half of the summer, I could just spend purely with the children and go right. away and all that kind of thing. So um, I think I'd gone to do uh, an early one in Maine, Southport. Um, and I think that... I think I'd come second in that. And that had... Um, that was probably what had qualified me. So on those, just to go back to those mm. age categories, are they in brackets of five years, two years? How yeah, do they that's work? right. So right. Um, it's kind of 40 to 44, 45 right. to 49. Um, and so you'd moved to, during this period we've talked about here from 05, uh, 15, sorry, through to I'd moved, 18. I'd moved up yeah, the age group, right. that's right. Yeah. So that was do you know it's a big difference in, so for, I presume from 39 you go into the 40 category? I think it's just as competitive to be honest right. and I think the, the one that I'll be going into sort of it, next year or whatever that will be just as competitive, there's some really phenomenal athletes, some will be kind of ex-pro, you know, ex-elites yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, the Island Games is different because you're racing against 20 year olds right, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little you know there's no age groups for that yeah, so that's yeah. always that was always harder actually right, the Island okay. Games for that side of things but the age groups it's it's such a good opportunity to be able to do do it you know with it being in age groups yeah. um, do, do you find if so if you move in and you're 40 you're theory the youngest in that age category mm. in theory yeah you got the advantage of being five years young or up to five years younger do you think that really matters at no, that age i think it does in your 20s and your 30s yeah, yeah. i think once you get into your 40s i don't really think it does to be honest yeah. um i think it may go the other way because do, as people get older and, yeah and yeah. and people get a bit older and they might have a bit more time you know maybe the kids are left home for example and exactly. they're 46 and they've got a lot of time on their hands yeah, so they can train th- more and yeah, yeah. I, I do see that quite a lot i think that is that is the case people's children have grown up 
um, semi-retired or whatever you know exactly or, yeah, yeah. yeah so but no I, I don't really see very much difference so when I go to be the youngest in the age group next year I, I just don't think it's going to yeah, make any make difference, any difference. At all. Um, no I presume as well there's a part of because you've been racing and competing for a long period of time presumably the people you race against have mm. so you've been already competing again yeah are. so you can yeah, yeah. know the same people and see them at the same events as yeah, well that's so right. i mean a lot of people do triathlon for a bit and then transition to ironman so oh, okay. some of you know some of some of the girls i would have been racing against four years ago they'll mm. be doing they do ironman now right. and um you know others will be only just coming into it because they were swimmers when they were a kid and then have got a bit more time on their hands now now they've got a little, a little mm. bit older and have just started so it changes so when i was um the, the last world championships i was in um, I didn't really know any of the age group girls from before because it was a complete turnaround. No, it's right. a big change. Okay. Yeah, so it swaps around really. So twi- oh, cool. 2019. Mm. Yeah, so Southport and. Port yeah, that Pursuit. was the English. It was yeah. the English champs again in Southport right, yeah. in May, and I got the gold in right. that. So I was absolutely over the moon. Um, Ex- was that where you expected to be? I was aiming for it. Yeah. I didn't know whether I'd definitely get it. I was aiming for the podium. Do you think that's. Uh, never really been a gold medalist is that mm. sometimes more rewarding when you've got you, you mentioned the, f- the first one you went to and you thought you might go well ended up winning it yes. where there's that maybe own expectation of i want to be top three but i've got maybe in the back of the mind maybe not saying out loud yeah. a, a goal to then achieve it i, I guess that's mm. more satisfaction because of that internal pressure that you've well, probably applied you are putting a bit more pressure on yourself uh, yeah you are going and i you know i think i've got more nervous as time has gone on with with the right. racing because I've ended up putting more pressure on myself because it's kind of, I don't want to go to just go, I want to go to do really well. Competitive by nature then, I assume. <laughs> yes. Sounds that way. Yeah, definitely. Not, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a down, yeah, detriment, really. So um, ner- nerves then in general, is that mm. something you you mentioned you, it's maybe got more and more? Yeah. So, that's, so you go back to swimming at 15, 14. Yeah. Was yeah. that something that you can recall having particularly or, oh, yeah right, okay. I, I would have nerves going into you know smelling chlorine i would have nerves oh, right, just okay. it's just inbuilt yeah it's you know when i knew that there was going to be a race we would race a lot when we we're in the uk we would be doing galas during the week as well as weekends because there was a lot more galas to go to so we would travel as a team um to, to go to the galas whereas in the Isle of Man, it's slightly it's slightly harder because the, the you know there's a certain amount of run on the Isle of Man, but you can't it's it's, it's hard to just nip off to another town um, to, to go and to go and race but yeah I was always nervous then right. I never really learned how to control the nerves properly right um, I wish I did know how to um, is that just stomach nerves um butterflies type, type of thing butterflies stomach nerves yeah. tetchy right. just short tempers yeah yeah no the night before family. yeah no yeah I can completely yeah. understand yeah um, it was always easier if it's one that I'd done before I knew the route right, and yeah, felt yeah. comfortable with and um uh, you know, knew what to expect, and it wasn't such a. If I knew where transition was, I would always try to stay quite close to transition in a hotel. Um, what always worried me was just not getting there on time because something would go wrong with the transport to get there. Right. So I would always try to stay as near to transition as possible so I could see it basically, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, do loads and loads of walkthroughs to figure out where the swimming was, and then where the transition was, and then swim out. Uh, sorry, run, run out and. I think once you know all those things off by heart, then you're less nervous. But yeah. if it was a new one and I hadn't done it before, and it was a city or a country that I hadn't been to before where, where I hadn't actually done the race, and I didn't know where everything was going to be laid out till the morning, yeah. 
I wouldn't really be able to sleep brilliantly right, okay. unless, until I really knew where I was right, going to right. be. Because right. there's so many technical parts of triathlon with the transitions and everything. Oh, don't tell me these and things. The <laughs> still learn to swim. And with, with, with the, especially in transition where there's these different areas where you need to run in, right. cycle out and cycle in and yeah, yeah. run it. I know. So um, I think that possibly was made it, made it hard for me with, with nerves. But um, equally, if you know you've trained as hard as you possibly can and there's not much you can do about the training at that point, that does settle you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, you don't need to think, I could have trained harder. So I always liked to go knowing I couldn't train harder. And to the nerves never would never put you off from doing it either. Because some people get so nervous, they and I know people that won't, mm. won't, won't race at a, a, a certain level because nerves just too much for them. But that... Never, never got to that. Ex- obviously, it never got to that extreme. But no, it didn't. But I think probably before the last one I went to, the last World Championship I went to, I do remember a few days before thinking, I don't think I'm going to go because I just was so worried about things going wrong. Right. Um, I'd had a bad fall in the Island Games. But right. I'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, I think I think I was so nervous about things going wrong. I think I did have a bit of a wobble before I was right. going, which was really silly because I had a fantastic time when I was there and it went very well. Um, and I don't know why I thought that, but. I don't think I've ever really learned properly how to handle the nerves. And I do remember listening to one of your podcasts. I think it was with Richard Sill. He was discussing how to handle nerves. And I do wish that from last year and and all the years before, I'd sort of spoken to someone about technique, proper techniques, about how to deal with all that. Um, So do you think from what you were saying before that your organisation and your routines are part of your trying to help because a lot of what you're saying is then you always look ahead you always yeah. plan with your night befores yeah and wrecking everything you're doing there is yourself and your mindset trying to eliminate as much of the worry and the fears yes. that you can beforehand that's exactly right yeah i mean luckily you're, you're quite often able to pick up your registration pack and things like that the day before so you can do all the paperworky things and then the night before a race i would always in my hotel bedroom want to lay absolutely oh, right. everything yeah, out yeah. that I need so it's everything I can think of for the swim you know hat, goggles whatever wetsuit number and even the order that I was going to put it in my bag yeah, and yeah. just just so you could see it and see it was all laid out you have to wear tattoos get the tattoos on the night before but you're absolutely right yeah just having everything laid out even the lids of my porridge taken off and the kettle full oh, so right, all okay. I had to do was switch it on yeah. put it in you know yeah, ready yeah. for the next morning but yeah that that you're exactly right it's just trying to mitigate anything going wrong mm. and yeah and, and the day before having done a, a proper walk through the course and know what where exactly you're going to take your feet out the pedals when you're coming in on the cycle and things like that um it's, in prep, it's preparation yeah you know, look at any i suppose any sport isn't yeah. it it's the more more preparation then if you don't like you say you've done enough training and and, and you you perform at that level and yeah. then so it's just mitigating all the potential problems which might be the kettle doesn't work, but you don't realise until the, until the morning, and <laughs> you're going. Really the kettle's not bloody working. This is it. Yeah, and, and then you're panicking about your porridge, and you're yeah. off kilter. Because you want everything to be in the yeah, right yeah, order. Yeah, and yeah. I think there was one Island Games we went to, and we found out that the triathlon was going to be in the afternoon. Right. And it was like, oh, never done a when triathlon am I eating? in the afternoon before ever. I've always done it first thing in the morning, and it was really hard to know what to do that morning, mm. what time to eat, what to eat, because I'd always had porridge and a banana and yeah. coffee. The, you know just mm. before a race and I thought I don't know when to have done my porridge I don't know and it was it was quite weird to actually deal with that but yeah things can just send you off <laughs> being how, with nerves and how did you perform in that that race there that particular one yeah that did was you, that was Jersey actually it? yeah it, it, it went well oh, I was going to say I was wondering whether you felt that actually affected you negatively or whether it was 
actually I'm fine <laughs> yeah no but I do know people that it didn't uh, that it affected negatively because mm. they wanted to go through the same routine yeah. for eating and things and probably didn't drink quite enough water or maybe they're not right not the right fluids yeah. because you know you know you're doing it in a different order mm. than you normally would do but um, yeah, I, I do wish I'd learned the proper techniques, the breathing techniques and that kind of thing to actually take stress away. Because it shouldn't be stressful, it's a hobby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I exactly. think I forgot that a lot of the time. I mean, we talked on the previous podcast with Mike about, mm. you know, the breathing, the yes. the process, and Rich as well, that yeah. process and, and dealing with that. Again, it's uh, some things that are easily overlooked by athletes. Uh, absolutely, yeah. That can absolutely. just add that small bit of, or take away that small bit of, yeah. stress or anxiety and that ultimately anxiety and nerves that, that it's energy yes and, and it, you know the energy 100 percent needs to be in yeah and it, the performance it's, it's doesn't shouldn't it? be, you know it's not always a bad thing to be a little bit no, nervous, no no but i think if it sends you so nervous so that you don't want to go hmm. or it makes everything go black and white and you have a panic attack or something like that it's it, you know it, it's it's not worth it and you forget it's a hobby at that stage i think yeah yeah mm. so, so island get you went to the island games then in gibraltar that year yes that was last year and yeah, how was that yeah. Um, that went really well. Forty six laps of the island on the bike, oh was it? <laughs> little small place. It was really hard. Um, from, well, yeah, Matt was, was there as well. Matt was there for the bike. Yeah, the, yeah. the cycle. Yeah, the. Um, I don't. I think it was more of an assault course from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> actual, so it was probably the hardest cycle race I've ever done. Actually, it's the one that, that, that the coasty up and the, with the hill either side. The, the hill, yeah. The, the five laps of the hill was was quite extreme on a time trial mm. bike. I felt, mm. um, but. Um, just about doable uh but very very hard mm-hmm. um and I, I think it was possibly one of the hardest races i've ever done actually that right. was, yeah yeah and was the swim in the in the sea there yes right. it, was in, it was in the bay it was um calm it was fair yes it was quite calm but i think it's the race where the most has ever gone wrong for me right okay <laughs> it was it was, uh, we, you know, as I was saying, the, the team feel, we were getting shouted onto the beach to, to start with to, to do a bit of a, a a name call. And I think I was watching the boy do the boys do their um, beach start first to see how it was all going to work. So I could, so I knew how we were going to, our race was after that. part of that process. So they were all getting introduced onto the beach one by one with something being said about them. And so I watched it all, ran back to where I was starting, caught my wetsuit on a lamppost, ripped mm. it of all times. And I trained so hard for this race. Somehow someone magicked some glue out of nowhere. <laughs> and I have no idea where this came from. It, but, you know, a marshal that just had some that you could give to me. So it was drying as I was waiting <laughs> to go in the water. And I kind of thought, this is all my training out of the window. What what a stupid thing to do. But again, I wasn't thinking straight. I think just before the race, I was just getting carried away with the atmosphere because it was such a good atmosphere. Right. Um, I was completely stupid, ju- jumping over a wall right. <laughs> in my wetsuit. Well. I don't know what I was thinking. So, um, but no, the, the, the sea swim was, it was fine. Um, I can't really recall anything particularly bad, bad with that and the wetsuit held up. Um, the cycle uh, was hard, um, but but good. Um, so, uh, sorry, just to interrupt. What time mm, of day was it? Probably about eleven o'clock in the so morning. So it'd be fairly actually. warm. Yeah, by the time we were racing, mm. it was it was warm. Yeah, so we'd all gone a few days before to try and get used to the heat. But I mean, obviously, you need some like two weeks to get yeah, to yeah. used to heat properly. Um, but it, it it wasn't as bad as I feared, to be quite honest, heat, heat wise. I think by the time the run came. We were so exhausted. I'd had a bit of an accident coming off the bike and my dismount. Um, I'd, I'd come off in the right place and I'd got my feet out of the pedals and I started running towards the dismount line, but my bike was just going a lot quicker than I was. 
then I went head over heels, basically. Oh, I've seen that video now you mention it. Yeah. I have seen it. It's on the video somewhere, <laughs> isn't it? Will have yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing it on Twitter. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. That was a nasty spill. It was, but I didn't feel a thing, unbelievably. I don't I don't know how. Um, I was quite worried about my bike, because again, it was a very good friend who lent me this bike to ride, but the bike was fine, so that was all right. <laughs> um, and um, all I could think of was that cycle had been so hard that there's no way that I'm stopping now after yeah, right. doing that I am doing this run mm. so um so yeah that the run started it did get quite hot quite hot but the beauty of it was it was laps and so I could see exactly where everybody was and because okay. it wasn't age groups it was just girls mm. I knew where I needed to get to and I, I sort of I had it had it in my sights at that stage and I was really desperate for a medal. I really, yeah. really was. Yeah, I haven't been seventh, sixth. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so you ended up with a bronze. Bronze medal. Yeah, yeah. okay. And how I did you well totally, I mean so, yeah. Totally over the moon. It's it's I think a, an individual and games medal is all I've wanted yeah, this yeah. whole time. So I was really, really happy with that. Yeah, right. I actually don't know whether I would have cared whether it was gold or silver. To right, be quite okay. honest, just a medal was yeah. So, right, okay. so I was very, very, very happy with. Well, that. that's. I mean, if you look at the timeline, that's kind of five, six years of work, isn't it? Yeah. To get to get to that Over point. Yeah. 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 And uh, the team was there a team there? Was there enough girls no, for again, a team? Just, just two, of us, two, which right. is such a shame. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of girls coming through, so hopefully, hopefully yeah. we'll be able to at some stage. You certainly see more together. and more. Uh, mm. more and more people involved I mean I know, yeah, I know that's right yeah people that just getting involved yeah also a bit later in life as well that yeah uh, well, seems I, to be raising its profile I think the profile yeah I think you're right I think the profile of triathlon is, is a lot higher now yeah, I yeah. think the brownies have helped that yeah, yeah. and uh, the GB girls they're, they're you know they're phenomenal so I think um I think I think hopefully there's. I mean, there are a few really, really good athletes coming through now on the island. And when you're obviously fairly experienced at this stage, mm. and I'm not sure the other girl with you at that stage, but even racing off island, are you seeing? I hate to use the word senior, but more senior members. Are you then trying to help people who are less experienced? Do you find yourself naturally falling into that role of of helping? <clears throat> yes, I think so. I think now more so I will do I think sometimes I'm quite focused on myself right, actually, yeah. when I'm no well if you can beat of course yeah, yeah, yeah I think if I'm about to race I do go quite single minded actually yeah. um, uh, but but yeah I think I think now I'm content and happy with, with what I've done so yeah certainly that, that role is what I would like to you know I would certainly yeah. mentor going forward definitely so you ended up with the Worlds as well that year yeah so that, that was at the end of last year yeah. that's right that was um, that was in Lausanne in okay. Switzerland um, take the family again husband came this time right. yeah no the, the children didn't mostly due to the cost because right. it was astronomical to stay there so I think the uh, the GB G, triathlon GB have uh, got a habit of I've chosen these places that are incorrect. Well, I, I suppose it's the end of the World Series, so it's wherever the end of the World yeah, Series right. is held. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a cheap thing to do. So four of us yeah, wouldn't yeah. have been practical yeah, to go. Yeah, right. And how do, how was that event? Um, I was aiming for top thirty, right. and I came um, I came eighth. Wow! So I was right. Really, really happy. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Really okay. happy. Uh, it was a fantastic course. It was no. non non wetsuit. Oh, um, right, okay. which was wonderful. Right. Beautiful water to swim in. Um, was it in a lake there then? It was in Lake Geneva. Right. Uh, wow. Amazing. Gorgeous temperature. Um lovely bike ride. Um just I mean the people were just so friendly. I'd done a recce a couple of days before and there was a Swiss guy that just said, Do you need some help with look, working out where you're going? And I said, Yeah, and he said, Ride with me. Wow. And it wasn't even Great British team. He just sort of said, I'll, I'll ride the whole course with you. Right, okay. And that's, that's nice. just how it is at the yeah, World Championship, yeah, right. these kind of things. 
Um, the atmosphere was fantastic um, and been able to watch the elites the day before we were racing as well you know watching the Brownleys with Johnny Brownlee sort of so close to us going past and, yeah, right. and the two GB girls were neck and neck with, with the uh, with the ultimate winner as well so it was yeah, right. really inspiring really good fun phenomenal atmosphere really happy to be part of them and when you're back there over five to six years of try what would be your highlight result out of all that um, everything last year really right. so yeah last year was my, my big year so English yeah. championships yeah. yeah golden golden that and then um, the medal the in the games just I don't think that'll ever happen again because obviously I'm getting older and everyone else is sort of staying yeah. <laughs> staying well, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah I think and and the, the world championships I don't think I'll ever podium at the world championships I think the Americans are too the, the, the strong the Swiss right. are very very strong as well um, I'm a million miles away at eight though um, I'm quite content I, I don't I, I couldn't see a, I can't see a podium really happening for that but uh, but eighth is it was beyond what yeah, I thought right. I could do yeah, so yeah. yeah and bearing in mind during you know all this time again bringing the family up finding that balance isn't it it's not you're yeah. not just dedicated solely to the sport you've got other things going on in your life as well Th- that's it yeah so i've had a lot of changes this year as well so. yeah so you sold your business recently that's yeah i've i've, I've come out of that so i'm, I'm just ready to um go to full time try <laughs> uh, no no because i'm having a restroom try as well actually right. so after last year i'd already decided partly because of the nerve thing that i was feeling before i was going to every race i thought i need to reset here i need to remember that this is a hobby yeah and it's not a job and I kind of thought, right, I'm going to, I was going to take a year off triathlon anyway. That had been my plan. I'd entered some um, half marathons and marathons. I thought I'm going to just run this year and still cycle too. I want a bit of time off swimming because I thought my swimming, had, it, maybe because I did it as a kid, I don't know, but it was just a bit overkill. And I think with the, the NSC being closed, there'd been a lot of travel backwards and forwards to Peel Pool yeah, and it right. sort of had finished me off slightly. So I'd already planned the, the break from try this year just to reset my mind and just feel fresh when I go back. Um, so yeah, just working through injuries at the moment because I don't. Yeah, you mentioned about a marathon. Up, up yeah, my, running yeah. miles a bit too quick, I think. Really, right. so working with a physio. But um, is that calf or hamstring? Did you say hamstring and Achilles? Right. Which oh is, right, which okay. Is a problem. But um, and is there anything particularly causing that? Is it just bad luck? Um, I think it was probably because I up my miles oh, very, right. very okay. fast. I think I've always had very weak Achilles. Right. The swimming probably has always kept the Achilles problem under control. Oh right. Okay. And now I've stopped swimming. I think it's all come out again. Right. But um, but it, it's fine because there's other things I'm I'm doing to sort of um, uh, fill in the gaps that I need to, and also accept you know I do, don't need to train every day yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. way. Just taking a bit of time off that. So um, how do you find that? You're a bit more cranky now, you're not getting I found it hard the first few weeks of not doing a routine, and mm. I was still getting up and training, but I haven't got the, the aim in the same way. Um, but I think gradually I'm starting to quite enjoy just little changes. Yeah, right. Um, knowing that I will go back into it. Yeah, yeah. But I think when I go back into it, I probably will go into Ironman, and if I do Ironman, I'm going to want Kona, because I know right. what I like. Oh, so right. I don't want to do that just now. I want to give myself a bit of a a rest because I know how I'll go yeah right okay <laughs> so, but yeah at the moment so for example I was telling you before I had a mountain bike lesson today yeah, so right. I'd, I'd like to try mountain biking and, and I'd like to just try a few other things as well um, and just just reset the triathlon a little bit yeah yeah um, I, as someone if someone's listened to this and they just they'll go how about just doing nothing and sitting on the couch? That's not an option, I assume. Not really. No, it, it's, no, it's the not. Strange is a good series. You can, watch, you can sit on the couch <laughs> yeah. and watch that. Um, I think... Um, I, I Just not that way inclined. It's not really my thing, to be honest. I like I like 
I like exercise full stop. Yeah. I think it's really, really good for you. And I think it's really good for your mind. I think it's really good. I think it's really good for everything. I just think even just moving, even if it's just a little bit, not even a structured training session. I think just doing something. And I think routine is good as well. Um, mm. But I, I do think that, that sport is so good for for your mind for you know to for the day ahead yeah. you know you've got up you've done your sport whatever it is um you know strength training or or mountain biking or whatever it is and then you set for the day and you're ready ready to go yeah, and yeah. then you can allow yourself the breaks during the day without feeling guilty yeah, because you've yeah, done yeah. your your, yeah, your, your yeah. exercise yeah yeah so yeah. the I, I mean just touching on the iron man in general would that be a kind of a couple of year project to i think so so not straight away i think maybe maybe two Three years away or something like that and I know it's going to be a lot more training um, when you mentioned your husband did he roll your eyes at you I think he probably knows it's coming oh, to right. be honest <laughs> uh, I think he's quite relieved that I'm having a bit of a break in my mind from triathlon yeah, actually yeah, yeah, um, yeah. just just because I was it was serious for a number you know it was an intense year last yeah, year right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I because I'm content with how it went then I think it's easier for me to just sort of give it, give it a bit of a yeah, rest yeah yeah okay so some of the notes I've got got here in general we've t- kind of touched on around how the exercise helps the mind. Mm. Uh, we talked earlier about, I suppose, self-teaching, talking about nutrition particularly there yeah. and self-learning. Uh, is that something, business and non-business, something that you continue to do on a, as you use a daily basis but a regular regular basis? It really is actually, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'm really interested in nutrition, sort of taking that further. I'm really interested in NLP, neurolinguistic okay. programming, because I'm fascinated with with you know how that all works and and how you can sort of train your brain. And I'm starting to learn more about meditation, right? Okay. Because again, I think that's not something I've ever particularly taken seriously before, but I've been sort of I've, I've totally understood. I'm, I'm starting to understand how that can really help as well. And when there's other people that I'm close to that I feel could um, benefit from it could benefit from mm. it I'd like to learn how to do it myself so I can try to explain to them what actually is going on with yeah. you know the, the actual benefits of it so but part I think part both Matt and I admit part part of doing this podcast was I suppose both ourselves I think are on well we're all on a journey of some kind aren't we but, mm. but learning and the things that I've picked up and then speaking to people so out of all the people we've picked I think if you listen to podcasts and go, oh, they pick someone else that likes meditation and pick someone else that likes yoga, but it's not. No. We'll never have that discussion mm-hmm. with any of the athletes. It's just the athletes and non-athletes. Uh, it just, I don't know, maybe it's an age thing and you kind of get surrounded by people of, you know, mid-40s that want to keep, keep learning because you look back in your life and you think, oh, I finished school, I finished studying, I've got a career and I'm just yeah. plodding along in my career. But everyone we speak to in sports seems to want to keep progressing. Not necessarily yeah. just in their sport either, just with yeah. their head and their mind and their own development. That's it just it. seems to be a common theme, which is, you know, I suppose you get you get older and it's easy to get lazy, I guess, and go, well, I've done a lot. And an example being, mm. I've done a lot and tried, why don't I just sit down and watch TV? Mm. But it's mm. just, I don't know whether it's inbuilt or, or it's trained in now that you've just got to, especially for people in sport, that continue to want to keep, I'm sure it happens in business as well, to keep developing. Yeah, well, I think it's the kind of person you are, and that's how you've ended up doing the sport in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I guess. Really. But yeah, yeah. Something like meditation. I mean, it's it's really interesting because that's, it's actually not very easy. It's quite a challenge to learn to do, and yeah. I would love to crack it. Yeah. And so I'm trying yeah, just yeah. to you know to to see what the benefits are. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's not an easy thing to be able to do. I don't think. Yeah. Really. But also, it's so 
it, it's quite available to try to learn because you can use you know um, apps and things like yeah, that yeah, to yeah, try to do yeah, it yeah, and, yeah um, stuff like Headspace and Calm and things like yeah, that yeah, so it, yeah. I think it's worth it yeah okay we've had Mike as an, an earlier episode yeah. and I've been in one of his courses yeah, Mike Cooley yeah. and uh, yeah. that I went on a course with a couple of others and I was really struggling with it as in they seem to be able to get to this much calmer state if you want to call it that this mindfulness place and I really struggled transpired they'd done a lot of work on it yeah five weeks i'm not going to know a lot that's the reality of it mm-hmm. on a five-week course and it was only really at the end when i'm starting to feel some kind of benefits around it that yeah it's you mentioned how hard it is to meditate which sound bonkers because yeah as, if you've never done it i suppose your natural instinct is you just lie there and think of nothing but it's, yeah. it's not no, it's, really it's training yeah. but training yeah. in a different way yeah but yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 a challenge yeah, yeah but but hard, it's hard at the same time it's 10 minutes a day isn't it and it's exactly. get out 10 minutes bet 10 minutes mm. bet get out of bed 10 minutes early yeah. type of thing so but i really want to explore that and yeah, yeah. yeah nlp is really interesting i'd love to definitely. learn more about that definitely okay. yeah. i hate that excuse of time but it's just finding a little bit of time You're as well right. so you mentioned just then and that obviously the, your children what age are they now then 14 and 17 right okay and they're both still doing sport they are yeah yes. okay yeah. right yeah and that just a uh, uh, a fun level or compete like a mother level mm, it's competing right okay yeah. not not sort of taking over their lives yeah, because right. they've got a lot of other stuff going on in their lives as well one's doing a levels and one's sort of close to gcse so yeah right it's it's not a, you know it's yeah it's a balance between yeah studying and yeah it's, yeah it's kind of you know most days of the week it's um i've just got to keep it under control yeah, yeah. everything else that is actually higher priority has to happen yeah first. no and R- again rich talked about that yeah uh, he sees a lot of parents and that finding that balance between that you know skill work and developing and yeah. the sport not being the sole identity of the child exactly there's, there's other things outside of that so Definitely. if there is an injury or they get sick of the sport or the results aren't going well it's not the end of the world it's well, 16 it. yeah, and the yeah. most important thing to me is that they do it because they want to so they don't i don't want them doing it because it makes me happy you know yeah, and, no absolutely and yeah. they're very aware that uh, you know it's, it's it's their choice to, to yeah. carry on I think any kind of sport will always be a big part of their lives and i think for any children as well i think some it's a tool to support attention you know focus and attention and it's just so good with the motor skills and immune system and all that kind of thing and I think when I when I was young and I did move around a lot um it I would always be the new girl at school but we would always have the swimming club and it it mm-hmm. just it was always a really good base to go and see like-minded people and nice coaches kind people and and I think it just sometimes I think sport just takes you out of every day if, if there's ups and downs with schools and things like that and what's going on social media and whatever i think going to do a sport where it's a a, a nice routine and nice people um it kind of it's a good escape okay interesting well thanks for your time and thanks yeah, for coming thank in thank yeah you. no it's fascinating i think again at the end of the episode try and kind of think about the, the the story within it which is that that ability to perform at obviously a very high level mm. Uh, I think on the Isle of Man, I'd seen you at local races. I before we chatted, I certainly never knew you competed at the level you have. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, while running a business, while developing, while running a family, and finding that balance, uh, it's yeah, it's very impressive. Thank you. And hopefully, people find it find the story interesting, find some uh, motivation and inspiration that that you can find the time to do things if you if you 
want to do them all yeah. or, or, or you see the bench sometimes we don't want to train but we know it's good for our head so mm. we so we do it yeah and I th- again i think that can sometimes be forgotten that it's not just about competing either it's sometimes the exercise is just to freshen the mind so you can go to work and feel fresher and be more productive I agree, uh, and you know perhaps more productive with your relationships in your life as well yes, so i think right. uh, hopefully people can take that from from listening to yourself today thank you my pleasure so matt do you want to tidy up yep it's the usual and um, so wherever you're listening to us today please like subscribe share and leave those five star reviews pretty please um if you want to find us on social media m word podcast on facebook we are manx sports pod on twitter and the m word iom on instagram and please keep coming to us with recommendations on other guests we should speak to or if you want to come and chat with us please get in touch as well yeah, so interestingly, the recommendation, although I knew you'll actually come through someone I knew. So, yeah, we do listen to those recommendations. Right. Uh, so, so, yeah, please do keep firing them in. So thanks again for letting us get into your ears. It's Word Out From On. And Word Out From That.